0: Under a grant issued last year by the Department of Health and Human Services, Harris Health System in Houston, Texas is spearheading an effort to help the federal government and the healthcare industry improve cyber threat information sharing. That work includes research being conducted by Harris Health System to help gather insights into the state of cyber information sharing in the healthcare sector. So what insights have been gleaned so far? I'm Marianne Kolbisak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Harris Health Systems CISO, Jeffrey Vinson, who will provide us with an update on what the research is showing so far. So now, Jeff, please update us on your work under the grant so far. I understand that you've conducted one survey earlier this year to gain some insights into cyber information sharing gaps in the healthcare sector. What have you learned so far about those gaps? Who is most affected and who's left out?
1: The work we've done thus far, and I'll just start off by saying the original grant, which is a planning grant for cyber threat information sharing, had two objectives. Objective one was the gap analysis across the sector. Objective two is capacity planning, actually trying to figure out what's needed based upon the gaps that were identified. So we've actually presented in brief, the uh, Health and Human Services back in March of, of this year on the initial gaps that were identified. So as you can imagine, uh healthcare being under attack last year, largest breaches in healthcare ever, we are not as mature as we should be compared to the other sectors. So one of the things that was actually identified was a lot of organizations are using CTI methods. However, the value add is not there yet. Some of the things that were reported to us was the fact that they may be receiving information, but it's hard to actually get true intelligence from the information because it's not always actionable or it's duplicate information when they use these systems. So the platforms are there. They're not mature, and they're not standardized, so they can actually really get true information and actionable intelligence from the information that is coming to them.
0: So based on that, what's the overall status, would you say, in terms of cyber threat information sharing in the healthcare sector and potential areas for improvement? Or is that something that you'll be looking at in this next phase of the grant
1: work? Well, also what was identified, while they felt like and most of the sector felt like they were not truly getting value add, what we saw was a trend that most organizations are going to start moving towards CTI, cyber threat information sharing. Even given the fact that maybe the information that is being identified to them is not truly actionable, the speed of use of the information is not there. So what we've identified in the initial gaps is we need to standardize what's being sent to the organizations. We need to standardize that information. We need more organizations to even participate in sharing the information that's out there. And then we also have something that the rest of the industry has, which is resource Challenges when it comes to digesting this information and learning how to use this information to better protect their organizations. So when it
0: comes to Objective 2 in the grant work, are you underway right now with another survey?
1: We've launched another survey. Uh, objective 2 is actually capacity planning. So that survey has been out since about July of this year. We actually closed that survey out around the 29th of September for Learning how we need to better prepare the healthcare sector, getting the information on what's needed. What do we want to see? What's out there that the healthcare organizations want to see and what can provide true intelligence, actionable intelligence to their organizations so they can better protect the patient's information, better protect their organizations moving forward.
0: So now, as you know, the healthcare sector has been under cyber attack lately, especially ransomware attacks. What's your assessment for how well you think the sector is prepared to deal with these attacks? And where do you see room for improvement?
1: Well, as it relates to the ransomware attacks, obviously last year was the year of the breach. Nation-state-sponsored attacks this year. They have been smaller attacks, but once again, ransomware has actually wreaked havoc on organizations. The issue that we're seeing is, once again, we're not sharing the indicators of compromise across the hospitals that are are under attack from ransomware. There's guidance that has come out now about ransomware and how you need to report these as a breach, but truly there is not a lot of guidance on what these organizations need to do to better prepare themselves so they will not be subjected to these ransomware attacks. So when we talk about that about defenses and emails, typically that's how most organizations get breached from ransomware. It comes in an email someplace or a website. So these are the things that we're looking at moving forward on how to better provide the information to the healthcare and public health sector. How do we move forward? How do we get our sector better protected where we're along the lines with the financial services organizations how they've been doing this thing, how they've matured, and how they react to the different threats out there and how they share the information so once one organization gets breached, they can quickly pass the information along, and these organizations can posture up and better protect their information and their patients.
0: So, Jeff, when it comes to the grant work that you're doing with HHS, what comes next, and how do you expect HHS will use your findings and translate that into actionable plans?
1: So the initial work that we've done thus far on the planning grant, the information that was provided to HHS back in March appears in the two grants that were announced back in July. Each one of those grants references the work that we've done, the gaps that were identified, so they can start planning moving forward once we complete our final report which will be delivered on the twenty second of September. It will be up to HHS once they release the final report to the rest of the sector. However, all the work that we're doing to build a foundation on what's needed, what needs to be built moving forward is happening here with the sector. Harris Health is sending out the surveys. We just need the participation from the sector to really add value because obviously there are challenges out here in healthcare and cybersecurity we need the information from everyone in healthcare so we can better protect our organizations moving forward, so we can build a system that we can all use, that we can actually get intelligence from, so we can posture our defenses to combat the breaches, combat the attacks moving forward.
0: So now, Jeff, you referenced those other grants. Indeed, HHS recently accepted applications for new grants worth up to 1.75 million for an organization that will take a lead role in cyber threat information sharing, especially among smaller healthcare organizations. Is your organization competing for that grant as well and why or why not?
1: Well, most certainly both of the grants from uh, HHS, ASPR, and ONC reference the work that we've done thus far. So we felt for continuity purposes it would make sense for Harris Health to participate, and we most certainly are going to participate, and we've thrown our name in the hat. As the original uh, recipients of the planning grant, we feel that the work we've done, we're in this fight with other healthcare organizations. We understand what goes on a day to day and the challenges that we have. So we felt because we have the original information, we would add tremendous value moving forward with these additional grants, along with partnering with our ISAO out there, that we would add true value. Because once again, we've been on the ground, we've done the initial work, we know what's happening, and and we're in this fight day to day. So we're not outside looking in. We're in this fight on a, on a daily basis.
0: And finally, Jeff. A lot of smaller organizations in particular deal with stretched resources when it comes to cybersecurity. Do you get the feeling that some organizations focus too much on checking off the boxes when it comes to compliance and are losing sight of the bigger picture and the bigger threats that are out there?
1: Well, absolutely, I believe what's what's happening is everything is about compliance, but compliance does not equal security. So you can check all the boxes and be compliant, but you absolutely can miss and will miss threats that actually can impact your organization. So the focus is on cyber threat information sharing. We need to drill down on that, and obviously you need to be compliant, you need to comply with the law, but there's an aspect of information security that you won't see if you're just looking at the compliance standpoint, and we can take that back to ransomware. There's nothing that really talks about ransomware as far as being compliant. We know there are some things we need to do with email protection, advanced email protection, awareness training for the employees, for the organization. So cyber definitely has to take front and center moving forward. Great, the compliance is going to be there. We've got the federal regulations we have to abide by. That's always going to be there. But it does not remove our responsibility and accountability for protecting the organizations and given our due diligence to do that on a daily basis.
0: Thanks, Jeff. I've been speaking to Jeff Vinson. I'm Mary Ann mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.